0: hi welcome to our podcast like jasper my name is sarah calvin and i'm your host along with my fabulous cousin Brittany gonzalez our podcast comes from a scripture found in revelations 4 3 where in john's vision he attempts to describe the indescribable image of christ and says he is like jasper our hope is to be more like him daily and come alongside of you to encourage and build you up in your faith join us on today's episode of like jasper
1: Hello! We're so um to come back and meet with you guys. I say meet with air quotes because obviously you would be glad that this is a hearing and not seeing kind of thing <laughs> right now. <Wait. laughs> um, But this, we have so much. Sarah and I have just been back and forth with praying and talking and brainstorming and letting the Lord lead us on what are we going to do next? Yeah, <laughs> Where are we going?
0: <laughs> and
1: exactly. we, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have so much to share about God and, and what he's done in your life that it's like, we don't have, we have too much. And, and it's, <laughs> it's just like a, it's just amazing. But this, this podcast, we realized that in our last podcast, which was um, just the mental health one, and and we'll probably have to come back because even that one, um, it felt like we were trying to cram in a novel into a... <laughs> it's like short little, don't want to weigh on your patience, take up too much of your time kind of right. thing. Right. And ironically, it was like 50 minutes too, and it still felt cramped for time. Yeah. Cause we were just like, oh, and also, oh, and also. <laughs> That's how <laughs> so you know the Holy Spirit's just working through you. It's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just on the- a roll. Yeah. yeah. So, but this one, we, we realized in that, that one of the main things that we were talking about doing besides reading your Bible was praying. and and spiritual warfare and it's like oh okay hold the phone that's really its own set of like circumstances and information (laughs) we need to 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 put out there so we're and you know everything with the lord is so intertwined and so detailed that really all the topics we want to talk about there's kind of a foot in many camps right like we can put um you know, the power of your words with spiritual warfare and prayer with um, your authority and things like that. And mm-hmm. all of these are topics that are swirling around in our head. But for this one, we we feel like the Lord is kind of leading us to do a how to uh, prayer, how do we pray, and the spiritual warfare side of things. And really just we're gonna let God lead us here, but that that's kind of our mindset here um don't you think Sarah you think yes yeah. yeah okay yeah, absolutely um I have so much to share but I didn't know if you want to start or if you want me to start or how you feel like do you want well, some... yeah I mean
0: really I could go either way I just think that first and foremost I think that prayer is one of those things that um is so simple and yet so powerful. Mm. And even though, um, you know, I think too, how, because how personal the Lord is, that just how, like how he speaks to us individually, because he knows us personally and how we're going to speak. There's not like a one way prayer. Like this is the only way to do it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, this, uh-huh. is, um, this is the way to pray. If you don't pray this way, God's not going to hear anything like that. So sure. Um, I just think that, you know, that's kind of important to get out there. I know I have talked to many people in the past who have said, I just don't know what to say, mm-hmm. when to pray, mm-hmm. you know, and I just want to encourage anyone if you're new in your prayer life, that it's really quite simple. And I don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed or,
1: um, to feel inadequate, but yeah, um, that's yeah. so powerful and so important. I think I hear that, uh, um, very frequently. I was going to say one of the most frequent things, but I think the other thing that kind of goes along with that is that some people are like, you know, when do I pray? Well, what do I pray about if God knows everything? Why would I pray if he already knows what I'm thinking? And they have these, these thoughts and these conversations that really are just like stumbling blocks and hurdles that the enemy throws Mm -hmm. in our way. And even our own self doubt, not just the enemy, but like our own thoughts, right? Like, I don't really understand this. And I don't understand that. And, you know, just right out the gate, Uh, I don't understand everything, but I allow faith to take the space for what I don't understand. And Mm -hmm. for the fact that the character of God, while I may not understand his character is true and constant, and I rely on that for those gaps and those things that my human brain just really I can't possibly, my Sunday school teacher said it like this. If, if we had a God that we could fully comprehend, he really wouldn't be worth very much. He would not be worth, uh, worshiping. If everything he did, we just understood completely. And we would have done it that way too. And you know what I mean? Like he has to be above us. Yeah. Like he needs to be above us. His thoughts are above us. So this world and things don't always make sense, but god's truth is the same always and mm-hmm. and so i just let that kind of fill in you know yeah. what i don't what we don't understand and what we don't have the answers to and um kind of put that in a i'm not sure box god will reveal it when he wants to or yeah. or whatever or may, may never we might yeah. we never know some answers till we get to heaven
0: that's yeah. what i tell my kids all the time they're like they're asking these really deep complex questions i'm like you know what if God wants to answer that, He'll tell you. If not, we'll find out one day when we're yeah, in with him.
1: yeah. And just I think that's a thing of trust, of trusting mm-hmm, the definitely. Lord and yeah. and knowing that definitely. He has our best interests at heart, and He desires. His desire is for us, you know. And yeah. prayer just really embodies that because He wants to talk to you, and He, yeah. like you said, there's not like. You know, we're going to get into what the Bible talks about with prayer and some examples, I'm sure, because I have that. But at the same time, you know, like you said, just knowing that I think I find people when I'm doing classes and doing studies and I ask if anybody wants to pray, you, you get either people are embarrassed, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to pray out loud um, or they just feel, like you said, inadequate. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. It's just not true. Right,
0: and really, it's such an honor to pray. I mean, yeah. As we actually, we study this, we we've, we've talked about this in the past. Um, that believers, as as believers, we have that like almost like direct line of communication. I guess you would say, with yeah. God, because uh, there's scripture verses, and I can't think of it. I don't. I didn't write it down. I didn't even think about this until as you were talking. So maybe you could remember where it's found. But um, about how god can't hear the prayers of
1: those um. oh yeah when we've researched that yeah (laughs) so So, do you remember where that's found oh it's all over it's definitely Mm -hmm. in proverbs and psalms there's many things about he um if you're not saved Uh, of this you know salvation then that's when he hears. no I there was many because I remember you and I were like I just don't think that's true and so thus (laughs) we went on a quest into the word to figure it out (laughs) we're like like, nope we're gonna know and that was one of those things he did give us answers for that yeah yeah, that, that that was really cool I know and I was in shock I was like wow I just you know he hears the prayer for salvation yeah but um the rest is you know Now, and I don't want that to be confused with the idea that he's not pursuing you, that he's not talking to you, that he's not sharing, you know, his heart with you kind of thing that he's not drawing you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Yeah. But like just knowing that when you're a believer, it says to come boldly before the yes. throne of grace in your time of um, need to receive mercy. I think I quoted mm. that right, but I could have yeah. quoted that a little wrong. I, but, I believe so. But boldly I, to the see. throne of grace was the point of what I was yeah. trying to emphasize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was kind of my point too. It's like when, it's an honor to pray because not every God can't hear everyone's prayer. He yeah. can only hear those who are cleansed, you know, who have been covered by his righteousness, who are believers. And so, you know, even if you don't have the words to say, even if you feel inadequate, even if you feel embarrassed, like God's going to cover you through and it's an honor. And and no one, some, I guess, I don't know if I've ever experienced it, but maybe there's some people out there judging a prayer, probably out there, but God doesn't God's not out there judging and that's it doesn't matter what those other people are thinking yep. um you know you're talking to God you're just talking you're saying yeah. it out loud right And you you're
1: know Oh, sorry. I was just going no, 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 to you to say that that, that is what you just said. It doesn't matter what those other people said came to the a scripture that I had written down that I wanted to bring out. And it's in, I'm not going to read the exact scripture, but it's Matthew six, five through 13, where he's talking about go in a secret place and pray. Yes. Don't do it out in front In vain repetition, because Mm -hmm. those people are just praying for the audience and they've received all they're going to receive by what those people gave them attention for is essentially what he's saying. And it's not that you can't pray out loud. It's not that you can't pray in front of people, but the prayer is not for the people. The prayer is for you and God. And, and when I say it's not for the people, I mean, it's not to impress the people. You might be praying for those people right? and it blesses them and it edifies and it, and it brings them up if you pray for them out loud, but it doesn't, it's not to get their approval. It's not for them to think you're some holier than that. Yeah. Oh, listen to how awesome she can pray. Right. Like, no, <laughs> yes. God hears the prayer of I need you. Actually, you know what? The word says that they there's intercessions made in groans that you can't make in words. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I don't think I quoted that exactly, but the point is like, Your prayer is a thing to me of the heart where you (laughs) are actively seeking out to God. I mean, I have been before where I have almost had an accident and I didn't say the Lord's name in vain. I said Jesus because right, that's all I could say. he knew that's the name to call upon. Absolutely, it's all I could say. I couldn't say, yeah. God protect us, dear yeah. heavenly Father above, glory to the God of all high. <laughs> I just right. praise you, and I, no, I need right, you, you right now. And yes. you know, he he heard me, and I know that he heard me, and he responded. And that's the thing, yeah. you know. So. I mean, uh, yeah, so just th- that point that it's, an, you know, all of those going together, that it's it's an honor, it's a privilege, yeah. it's a blessing, and it is not, it does not matter what other people think about it. It's for yes. you and God. And the closer you get to God, the more your prayer life changes. I yeah. Would, I would submit to you. Oh,
0: oh
1: yeah. A hundred percent. Definitely. I
0: felt too, the the closer you go to God, the more intimate those prayers become too. Mm-hmm. And you start to depend on him, right? Before it's almost like a testing, like, yeah. you know, is he going to hear me? Is he going to, um you know, answer this prayer or whatever? And as time goes on, it just becomes like this dependence. Like you just, you know, you, you trust, you believe in, in, you know who to call on just like you were saying when you cried out jesus as you're about to be in this accident you knew who to call upon right and and that is really just the beauty of prayer but you know scripture talks about coming to him boldly mm-hmm. and you know sometimes we don't have those words to say and we don't know how to um we don't know necessarily how to do that because I sometimes feel like we get into this mindset of you have to be super formal in your prayer Uh, uh uh right and you have to and sometimes you get into this mindset of like you don't want to come across as like rude or is trying to pray out of his will or you kind of put your prayer in this box of like okay i can't do this i can't do that you know but god wants your whole heart right if you're angry at something you can Mm. tell him like Mm -hmm. obviously don't go cussing you know but tell him i mean all through songs there's prayers of you know god why is this happening Yeah, and they're just this desperate questioning frustrated and they're just pouring their heart out to God. And that's what he wants. He wants you. He already knows what's in your heart. Yeah.
1: Right? So you might
0: as well just share and pour it all out to him.
1: I kind of think of that as you say that, cause I was just thinking of an example with my, mm-hmm. with my son, Jet, but mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking of that as like a parent who I ask mm-hmm. you a question. I already <clears> know the answer to, but I want to hear it from you. I want to hear yes. what you have to say about that. And, and this, what you're just saying about like, Oh, uh, you know, crying out, pouring your heart out to God, uh, he was in the car. And every morning before we start, um, we, we say a prayer and, you know, my family, I have a 10 year old, a seven year old, and I have a three year old and um, the 10 year old, his name is Jet. He um, is just the most tender hearted kid that you'll Me ever meet. I think both of our kids, a lot of our Sarah and I's children actually very much parallel each other in, in, and <laughs> in, in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because you and I. Obviously genetics and all the things, but, um, (laughs) oh, science. You see how I just did that. (laughs) Anyways, um, he had had a really bad morning and, um, like I said, we pray as we're driving in the car. And so I said, all right, Jet, um, why don't you open us up in prayer? And so he says, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for my family. Thank you. Whatever he said. And it was good. And I know he meant it but that's not what he really meant. And, and I, any, he, any, he, it was almost like he knew he not almost, it was like, it was, he knew he needed to thank God for things. And he knew that he, you know, he wanted to be grateful and he want, you know, all of that, yeah. that, that the beauty of his heart. Right. But I said, after he, after he stopped, his head was still down. And I said, Jet, I said, is that really what you want to say to God? Or is that what you think you're supposed to say to God? And he just kind of looked up at me. And he, his eyes, you know, brimmed with tears. And I said, "Did you have a bad morning this morning, Jet?" And he said, "Yes." And I said, "Why don't you tell God that? Why don't you say, God, oh, so I am, good. I'm so grouchy this morning. You know, I didn't want to get out of bed. When my mom woke me up out of bed, I was really mad. I've been frustrated all morning. It feels like all I've been is yelled at because I forgot to do this and I forgot to do that. I said, why don't you tell him that?" And so he put his head back down, and he said you know, many of those things and other things about the morning, he's crying. But when he came back up from the prayer, I said, do you feel better? Yes. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that's the point is -hmm. you just talk to the one who gives you the things you need, not in the way that is the most eloquent and, and I I think of Paul when he's like, you know, crafty speech and Mm -hmm. all these things, these beautiful words. No, God, I'm mad. God, I messed up. God, I don't want to fix it. I don't care. I don't like this, you know? And he did that from his heart and he came up a different person. Mm -hmm. You go to God with what sounds good. What there's, you might as well have just, you know, Talk to the wall because you didn't <laughs> yeah. say what was on your heart. It's not because right. God didn't hear you. It's because <laughs> that's not what you really needed. And that's not what <laughs> was true in your heart, exactly. you know, yeah. and um, I don't want you know, we don't want our children. We don't want, because our relationship with God is at such an intimate level and the way we talk to him, we do quote scripture and we do do the promises and we do things like that for them then to think that that's their prayer life. No, you're 10. No, you're seven. You're three. Thank God for the princess toy you have. Absolutely. Sweetheart. Tell him you love your princess toy. Thank (laughs) God for the trees and the bubbles and the whatever. Yeah and that's what he wants.
0: Yes, exactly. He wants, I mean, there's how many scriptures about the childlike faith and being oh, like yeah. a child and all of that. Like we should be thankful for those things. And somehow when we get older, we, we tend to think like, oh, I should thank him for, you know, this on the other, as opposed to just being like, thank you. I have a dining room table so yeah. I can <laughs> sit around with my family to eat, you know, like as somehow like, as kids, they pray for those things. I remember my daughter, Alyssa, who's now about to be 11, but when she was little, she used to walk around every morning. She would say, good morning, bed. Good morning, pillow. Good morning. <laughs> Everything. And then every single night, like she would say, good morning, stairs. Good morning. And at night, same thing. And then every time she would pray, God, thank you for my pillow. Thank you for my dog. Thank you for my couch. Oh, <laughs> like, I love it. And, so- and sometimes they would last like 10 minutes long and, you know, you almost get to the point like, all right, come on, like, let's this <laughs> But it's just like what you're saying. It's that that God loves that. He loves that sweet, intimate conversation, your prayers, as well as those hard things. Like God, yeah. I'm so angry. Why is this happening? Right. Yeah. He wants all of that. He just wants you. He yeah. wants you to come lay at His feet and and pour out whatever it's in your heart, whether it be you know thankfulness of all this thing or upset or. I need to see this happen in my life. I need this miracle, whatever it
1: is. He wants that in your life. Yes. Yes. That's so, and, and, you know, well, I was going to, I was going to jump to some scriptures about, um, formatting of prayer that they give examples for. But I I think what I would just want to say first, before I say that is that, um, the reason in scripture that we're going to find when we see that God starts off His prayer with praise is, is goes back to what we talked about last podcast is because mm-hmm. that activates a spiritual um, shift. It mm-hmm. activates a physical shift in your brain when you begin to thank God, because things fall off, things break through mm-hmm. when you do that. And, and again, every prayer like might not be uttered that way. But when you're, when you're, you know, it says to pray without ceasing in the Bible. And that's because it doesn't mean that you're supposed to walk around muttering all these little, like, (laughs) I don't even know. Like that's not what it means. It means your life should be a posture of prayer. You know, everything I'm doing is that I, you know, you, you have this acknowledgement of like, I woke up today and that's because of you I'm mm-hmm. eating breakfast with my own teeth in my own, or maybe not, Heck, maybe not. I don't know. But regardless for me, that's my mindset. It's a continual yeah. mindset of prayer. And I, uh, my mind is, is being renewed by God. And so I'm always in a, in a sort of an active state of prayer. And then of course, there's concentrated prayer times that I have, but yeah. the idea is that, There's different, like you said, no right way, no wrong way, but there's formats that are more, I would say formal, not formal, formal is not the word I'm looking for. Structured, I think is the word I'm trying to say, you know, um, but then there's also just the the raw, I can't, and you sit right. in silence and you say, God, I can't, and you just wait. You know, that's the other side of prayer, listening. Just waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting, yeah. yeah. So um, I don't want to jump ahead of you. If there's something you want to share next, I'll, I'll take a pause. Oh, well, see. I mean, you're welcome to jump
0: into, I was just going to say too, um, about how personal God is. And yeah. That he's also infinite, you know? Oh, like, wow. Yeah. So I, I think about the Lord is my, or the Lord. I, I was going to say the Lord is my shepherd, right? We are all very familiar with that Psalms 23 passage, but the Lord, he's infinite, uh-huh. he, but he's my shepherd. And that's uh-huh. so personal. Right. And also in Isaiah 57, 15, where it says, I dwell in the high or um, I dwell in the high and holy place. That's the infinite, right? Uh-huh. The infinite. Um, and then it says, with whom who is contrite and lowly in spirit. That's uh, personal. He's on our level. He hears us. He feel, he feels what we're feeling and yet he's the infinite God. And so you can come to him with anything because he is infinite and he is all powerful and he is all knowing and he is all righteous and he can do these miracles and we can believe in these things, but he's also personal and he loves you and he knows you and he knows your heart and he wants you to, um, to come to him because he wants to, to be your shepherd and he wants to comfort you and um just because he's infinite doesn't mean I kind of think about these other religions. I feel so sad for them. Like they just think that, oh, I have to pray six times a day uh-huh.
1: and bow certain
0: you know. And that's not our God. Like uh-huh. God is so personal, so loving. I know you kind of want to get here. like Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, what? No, I was gonna say I was gonna I would love to hear your passages that you have.
1: No, I just love that. And I think that speaks exactly... By the way, that's about to be a Facebook quote, meme, whatever they're called. I don't know. I'm not hip and young. But like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not either. Uh, God in, God is intimate and infinite. Man, that was good. That was good stuff. That's quotable right there. That is, that is excellent. I really love that. I mean, that. that's who he is. I know, but it's so good. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Or if I have, it was new to me right now. That was... So, I mean, together, of course, I've heard he's intimate and he's infinite. But the, together, that was like a little zinger, a little power punch right there. I really like that. Holy um, Spirit. <laughs> yeah, Holy Spirit power punch for sure. So you said um, something that's kind of bringing me to my next, the the next kind of level of prayer. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, people who don't even open the Bible or read it have definitely heard um um, our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom right. come right okay so mm-hmm. i'm gonna read something from after that but i but what I, I what i'm kind of touching on in case i have like one of those squirrel brain moments that i often have i'm saying it to <laughs> you as an accountability mm-hmm. um you said, you said a lot of things just a second ago, but you said he can do miracles. And one of the things I want to bring out about prayer is that you can do miracles and I can do miracles because of the authority and the power that he's given us through Mm -hmm. prayer and through just the spoken word, you know, and, and I, I think that people shy away from that because, Um, Well, for a lot of reasons, but it's truth. And so um, I want to bring out, it's in Luke chapter 11. And right before this, he does, um, I'm in verse five, but right before this, the... it says that Jesus was praying, by the way, that's the answer to the question, why do I need to pray? If Jesus needed to pray, brother, you need to pray. <laughs> I need to pray. Um, but it says that one of his disciples asked how how to pray, and that's when he gives the Lord's prayer there that I just started to recite. But right after that, he says... Um, Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me. I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will... Though he will not get up and give you, uh, I'm sorry, give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's shameless audacity, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be open. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of a common passage, except for the word shameless audacity. And mm-hmm. this is something that spoke to me like megaphone volumes because what we find in that scripture is not how pretty the friendship is, right? The relationship between these two friends, uh, right. these neighbors, it's not how nicely he asked, it's not that he said the right words. It's because of his shameless audacity that he would think to come and ask this at midnight for some (laughs) bread. Like, who do you think you are? And that's the posture that a child of God Mm -hmm. gets to come before him with. Hey, I say, you said that anything I ask in your name, according to your will would be given (laughs) to me. You said that if I ask and do not doubt that, you know, all of these things. So mm-hmm. I asked that this person would be healed in the name of Jesus. I asked that you would do, you know, whatever it is, but don't, don't come to him with, um, um, without the, I, I guess just the concept that you've been given authority, which we're we're going to talk about probably in a later podcast, or I could talk about in this one too. You've been given authority, mm-hmm. the same authority as Christ through Christ with the blood of Jesus and the Holy spirit living within you. Don't squander that. Don't walk around with this powerhouse. And there's somebody walking down the street, go and pray for them and see that God doesn't honor your prayer. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah. It's, you know, we're kind of speaking to two different levels here, Sarah. We're talking to people who maybe don't even know what prayer is, but I'm also talking to the believer and I'm encouraging you and challenging you. Do not sit on your authority with your hands underneath you and act as if God is the one who does miracles and you're just a bystander. No, the Bible says that you have authority. You. Mm -hmm. So go and do it. Don't let people sit and you not move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I love that. And actually um, that reminds me the word go in that passage that you're Mm. talking about. um, The original Greek. I, I remember studying this. This summer, the original Hebrew or Greek original translation, that word go mm-hmm. literally translates as you are going, mm. not like, oh, OK, today I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. It's literally as you are going, whatever you're doing, whether you're washing dishes, vacuuming, driving from here to there, um, you know, working you're wherever as you are going. And you have the authority as you are going, as you have, you know, whatever it is that comes up in your life, you could pray, you could, when there's spiritual warfare, which I know we're going to talk about, when spiritual warfare, go, like pray in that authority, God has given you that authority, when your kid is having a meltdown, right? In, in authority, like even if it's just for you to control that frustration or the anger
1: that you might be feeling.
0: Oh, how
1: are you going to call me out like that, Sarah? How are you just going to do me like that on a podcast? <laughs> no, you
0: know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, as you were going, whatever it is. Um, so I love that. I love that you shared that. I hadn't even thought about that passage in this way, but that's so, so good.
1: Yeah. I, that man me for a long time um but you know you were just saying the spiritual warfare which is the mm-hmm. other part of this um stop me if i'm jumping ahead of something else no, you okay that's great. okay um well you know we talked about spiritual warfare saying that there's a spiritual realm right mm-hmm. around us that is not uh, visible at all times, though God does give us glimpses and he gives certain uh, spiritual gifts that you can see that. There are certain people in the Bible It talks about discernment of, of of spirits and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, but spiritual warfare is something that affects everybody. Mm-hmm. But for the believer, you have an authority and a protection and a um, uh, what I like to call um, I guess the word I'm trying to say is like, that's not lawful. You cannot, Mm -hmm. you take back your, the authority that the enemy tries to make you believe he Mm -hmm. has over you. And, and I think, you know, um, first for anybody who's, who's a Christian already, and you're stepping out in faith of something, just get ready get ready. Anytime that you step out in faith to share the gospel, the attacks will come, they will multiply and they are crafty. They are smart. They are subtle because if they came with a power punch, you'd be like, Oh, I see you devil. But when they just (laughs) creep in, they Mm -hmm. creep into this little area and then they seep over here into that area of your life. Oh, okay. There's a coworker at work who's who's gossiping about you and she's spreading lies. And then, okay, when you get home, you and your husband are arguing and you're fighting and your kids are a uh, failing math and you, you know, okay, well, you didn't really notice it at first and you still might be noticing it, but all of a sudden you're like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm waiting for this other shoe to drop. Yeah. It's a very likely chance you are at the hot seat of some spiritual warfare. Yes.
0: Yeah, that makes me think about um, Matthew 10, 16, which says, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of oh. wolves to so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Like scripture literally tells us that we are walking out. I mean, it's all over, not just here, but yeah, you know, even in Matthew 10, 31, fear not, therefore you are more valued than any sparrows because and just all of these that reference back to there's things around us, but God cares about us and so again we have to cry back out to him um but he wants us to be weary like he wants us to be on guard i guess is a better word um on guard and that comes back to what we talked about last podcast with the armor of god and and getting up for that um with the with the word specifically we've we talked mostly about the word which is the sword and to
1: fight those battles
0: but yeah absolutely be on your guard the enemy is out to kill still and destroy
1: yeah and i think um Some I think probably giving some real life examples of how spiritual warfare has affected our lives, um, Mm -hmm. I think would be helpful for the listeners. Because, I mean, there's no shortage of ways, right? And everybody's different. And and everybody, you know, this is not like a, a cookie cutter of, oh, that's spiritual warfare. This is spiritual warfare. And even these examples don't necessarily there's been different times where the same situation and I could tell for sure that it wasn't spiritual warfare. You know what I mean? Like it it might be, but it might not be. But I think what, what I I think I want to share just the testimony of yesterday, um, Mm -hmm. with, with the listeners. So, um, I shared before that my, you know, my dad has passed away. Well, he was this larger than life personality and this, um, just amazing man. I mean, he, he was incredible and he was my dad. So really I don't have to sell to you the effect If anybody who's lost a parent, you know, I don't have to sell how wonderful my dad was just to know that the loss of a father is, is a gaping hole in, in, in your life. And so um, where I experience spiritual warfare, and in fact my whole family does, is through dreams dreams is, is a gift that we have. Um, but it's also because it's a gift from the Lord. It's something that the enemy, some of his tricks are what I like to call counterfeit where it's almost like what God would do. He's trying really hard. Cause you know, he wants to be like God. Right. Um, and, but, but there's this, it, it's different. There's a difference there. And again, you have to be more in touch with the Lord to know the difference. And sometimes I don't, if I'm being honest, sometimes I don't. Yeah. And you have to just take that in prayer. Then that's where prayer comes in. But, but I recently, last night, not recently, actually last night or uh, the night before last, yesterday I have had, I've been having multiple tormenting dreams um, just about situations and it, so it's left me in this sort of vulnerable state Mm -hmm. where I'm exhausted There it is. There's where you can start to know. You start to feel exhausted and overwhelmed and all that. That's that's a door for spiritual warfare to have a a more powerful effect, or it might be the result of spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Um, But I dreamed about my dad, and in the dream, um, my dad was. It was like he. We were in a not even in the place that he was when he passed away, but in the dream, he passed away, and. He was still there on the the bed that he was laying on. And I went to sleep and I was saying, just let me wake up and this not be real. Let me wake up and this not be real. Which was exactly when he died when mm-hmm. I, you know, fell asleep thinking, God, just let me wake up. And I didn't even know God then. So I was just at my wits' end and I was distraught. You know, let me wake up and this not be real. This be a, a terrible dream. And mm-hmm. when I woke up in the dream, I looked at him and he, I could see his chest, you know, rising and falling. He was breathing. And um, I I said, dad, and he opened his eyes. And I remember this feeling. First of all, the feeling in the dream that I felt asking for it not to be real was so palpable and so akin to exactly what it was like when he passed away. Um, and it was so oh, it just hurt so bad. But then when he opened his eyes and he said... Uh, I said, Dad, and he he's he, you know, just responded. And I said, I thought you were gone. And he, he said, uh, I, I'm too stubborn to die that easily because that was my dad, you know, <laughs> even in the dream. But I could yeah. hear his voice. I could right. hear his voice. And and then we got up and we had Thanksgiving, which I know Sarah and I have already touched on is like the greatest time of year ever. Our family gets together, it's this huge, wonderful thing, and it's days long, and it's just great. So he's yeah. up and he's there, and he's not. Well, his body's not whole, but he's there. And I woke up and I could not shake this dream y'all. It was, it was so, I was crying so hard. It was so terrible. I reached out to Sarah and our other, our other cousin, Caitlin, um, we're all first cousins. We're very close. And I reached out and I shared what I was going through. And I was just saying these things, you know, I just miss his voice and I just want to hold his hand. I want to hug like all these things that, mourning and grieving is normal okay Mm -hmm. that is normal but what I was experiencing was it was next level. I don't know how to explain it to you, but I almost could not catch my breath. And my dad has been gone for 10 years in November. And and I know how grieving is. It's not cyclical. I'm not saying that, but I'm telling you, there was something different about this. It was so heavy. And so uh, finally, after pouring my heart out to them through text and stuff, I just, I couldn't even pray. Like we talked about, I couldn't pray until this moment. And I said, I said, you know what? Satan, you may think because I'm crying that you have won and you may think that um, you've got me someplace because my heart is broken because I'm mourning for my dad. I will always mourn for my dad because it was not God's design that we would be separated, but I will see him again. So I may cry. But you will never stop me from sharing the gospel. And I commanded him to leave in the name of Jesus. And I said, God, please let your peace wash over me. And in an instant, it was like I could breathe. This heavy fog that was on me, I could breathe. And I realized... (laughs) That while mourning is normal, what I was experiencing was a real spiritual attack. Um, And it came by a root of truth. Do I miss my dad? Oh, there aren't words. Do I cry when I think of him? Do I wish that I could wake up and he would still be here? Absolutely. But there was a difference there. And the only way that you can shake that out is to know your authority in prayer, because Mm -hmm. your heart and your mind, what we've talked about with mental health, you can't decipher it. You really can't make heads or tails of it. You have to speak out and your God, your intimate, infinite God will answer you, but you have to, you know, you have to act, you have to obey, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to say those words. So um, that was just the most recent I wanted to share with the listeners.
0: That's so good. I love that. And I, I mean, it's just a beautiful testament. Like what the enemy thought he was doing to try to torment you with that. I mean, look around and now it's using as a blessing. Like Mm. anytime the enemy thinks he has a stronghold and you fight that battle, it always turns into even like better. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that dream, horrible, devastating, heart-wrenching, right? But now God used it to comfort you, which now brought a testimony that you're able to share with other people, mm. which hopefully encourages them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that spiritual warfare is thick and it is hard. When we fight those battles, we're building testimonies. We're mm. building our faith and our trust and our dependence in our God. And it's, it turns out to be beautiful, but that it's so thick and it's so hard in the midst of it hmm um, yes it's so devastating honestly to go through some and actually i i was thinking <clears throat> two things i was thinking while i was listening to you one was um you talked about when your dad passed away 10 years ago and how you weren't saved at that time but you had laid in bed and you prayed you know god don't let this be real and it reminded me you know even those who aren't believers know who to turn to absolutely you know how many times I've seen devastate like think about 9 11 oh yeah so many people were praying oh out to God and they had been years or didn't even believe you know and and sometimes that spiritual warfare again what's taking place it's hard and rough and, and all that but how is God using it even even better even more Mm -hmm. and that's such a a, a neat thing Um, and then the other thing that I was thinking of was just some other tangible ways to fight these battles and of course praying is one like I pray out loud Um, Mm -hmm. I command Satan and all the demons to flee in Jesus name I also pray in my head but I'll pray anywhere in the shower in the Uh (laughs) car So I'm like a green eggs
1: and ham. I will pray in the shower, in the box, in the rocks. <laughs> it's one of my favorite places to pray. I don't know why, but it's a, it's one of my favorite places
0: to pray. Um, I think because I actually could be alone. It's like one of those, that, yeah. like, you know, anyways. Um, But then, of course, scripture. So I, I love to speak scripture out loud during spiritual warfare to rebuke mm-hmm. it. Satan hates when you throw scripture in his face, okay, right? The en- enemy hates that. So um out loud post it around write it on post-it notes and stick it around these are just some things that I've done before And praise I put on praise and worship music I will blare it I mean yep. I'm, probably, I'm sure that my neighbors have heard my music sometimes like when it is thick I turn it on loud where and I scream these praises out loud I will and I know I probably look like a crazy person or someone wants to see me but I don't care but right. um it's, it's like <laughs> I mean, Satan hates when I, if something is so thick and heavy on me and yet I'm praising God through that,
1: like that is a way to
0: like. Yeah.
1: yeah, his heart. You know, oh, I know that's what I get excited about. That's how I, I was so angry yesterday. Or yeah, yesterday I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna stop sharing the gospel. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> sit down and just commanding somebody who's stronger, bigger, smarter, knows the word better than me, and yet you sat down because I said so because right. Jesus <laughs> gave me that authority. Right. So sit yeah. down. Don't you can't come at my family. You can't. Right. You can't attack my children. You can attack my home you know and getting that boldness you know what you said about 9 11 um and the the spiritual warfare and how god turned it around and turned so much of that around right And the heartache i was thinking that earlier and and i was thinking about how we get when we get desperate you know you think about oh you can pray and the mountain will be cast into the sea and this tree will be uprooted and if you all of that right like You get nervous to pray these bold prayers until you're desperate. That nervousness goes out the window. But when, Uh um, you know, my my kids were playing on the bed, my two older ones, and they conked heads, boom. And it was, oh, it almost makes me sick saying it. But the sound of their heads hitting, I heard it. I was standing. I didn't see it, but I heard it. The sound of their heads hitting together literally made me ill because it was a sound if you, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. And I ran over, and immediately I didn't. I didn't do I I did shameless audacity here that's all I can say put hmm. my hands on them and I'm like God do not let there anything be wrong with their head I don't even know exactly what I said other right. than the Holy the
0: Spirit pain. just took over yes
1: yeah. and they they went from that you know the cries if you, everybody has children cries. yes where or where one was doing that high pitch and the other one lost the voice there was right. no breath where you normally right. have to like bl- blow into just their mouth cry. yeah yes. yeah to get them to breathe and it stopped immediately and do you know why because I was desperate I had Mm -hmm. this like oh my goodness my children's heads have just cracked together right what in the world there was no time for formality there was no time to doubt there was no time for anything and if we could take just that unction of that if we could take when I was you know when I was um I was desperate and when I was angry and if we could merge those, I don't mean anger for real, but the the response in, yeah. in holiness and holy fervor and zeal, you know, it talks mm-hmm. about zeal for your house. If we could take those for every prayer, what would the world be like if Christians right? did that? What oh. would the world be like? It and would be a different place. It would be a different place, but instead, we're like, oh, did you pray today? And, you know, we're supposed to be praying without ceasing and it's like, I forgot to pray today. Or you right. ask a Christian family <laughs> they do a poll and we're Christian families they ask the children do you guys pray yes well, what do you pray um God is great God is good let there us thank go. him for our food right like that's a mm-hmm. shame that's a shame and um and really it's those kids could
0: pray bold prayers too. Absolutely. you know like yeah it doesn't matter how old you are you could be you could be praying bold Absolutely. prayers even if even as an adult you might think okay you know because But that you're teaching them to pray those bold prayers. They don't need to memorize these little poetries
1: or these songs. They could pray these bold, mighty prayers and be learning now. Yeah. Uh, And there's nothing, listen, we're not saying there's anything wrong with that prayer. I taught my kids that when they were little, they said that prayer. They know that prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't mean that. And I know Sarah was not even trying to say that. don't want the enemy to creep in in any way and be like, "Oh, well, right. my kid." <laughs> no, yes. absolutely. Teach your kids. No, that. but then I'm model. Say, like th- that prayer is super cute
0: and sweet, and yeah, you know, if that's the only way a child can pray, that's a great way to start. But yes. once they can start praying and getting the grasp yes. on it, they can pray bold prayers. Let no one look down on you because of your yes. youth, ooh, right? Ooh, right? Those, <laughs> those get kids it can pray. Let me tell you, I know you know our kids yes. have prayed some really bold amazing prayers in oh, it, it blesses your heart quite frankly but fighting those battles praying um scripture praise i was going to say anointing oil too yep. um i i have anointed my house i have anointed people like my family members right we have anointed and you don't need any specific oil um olive oil you could just go get some oil from your kitchen right um yep. pray over people if someone My son has, um, he was suffered with migraines for, about five years of his life, um, weekly migraines, multiple times a week, usually. And we, I don't know how many times we anointed to him in prayer. I mean, yep. anointed him with oil, you know, and laying hands. I i have laid hands on a furniture. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, I do. A lot of times we think about laying hands on people. Amazing. Do it. But don't forget about things around the house, right? Yep. We When we first moved into our house, we went around each room, like we laid hands on the stairs. Let no one fall down these stairs and get hurt in Jesus' name. Um, Um, lay hands on the TV, let no one be tempted to turn on something on this TV that is not, you know, that is inappropriate, you know, whatever it might be, room to room, whatever, Um, the kitchen, let nothing in this kitchen catch on fire in Jesus name, laying hands on the stove, right? And you can lay hands like that's another thing. And then also reaching out to other believers, um, other prayer warriors who can fight with you, and um, who are going to bring that to the lord in prayer and fight those battles for you you don't have to fight it alone
1: yes and i feel like that is i mean there's so much more to say but i just think that that's the the ending of you don't have to fight it alone is our heart for this podcast you know yeah we're trying to come to you with what we've learned and what God's revealed to us so that you don't do it alone. And as we still are learning. Oh yes. As of yesterday. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, so I think that's a, I mean, for me, that's a good stopping point, but if yeah. there's anything else God would have you to share, please continue. No, um, absolutely. I think that
0: it's a great, that, that is what we don't have to fight them alone. And you know, we're, Spiritual warfare could come in the smallest of things and the biggest of things, uh-huh. and you know, if you are walking through the trenches, um, you know, cry out to the one who knows, who cares, yeah. who can move those mountains. Um, and and even if he doesn't move those mountains right away, even if he doesn't do it in the way that you want him to, or in the ways that you think he should, don't give up. Keep he, he's working, he's moving, and things will work out according to God's plan and God's will and trust that course. And I know that's way easier said than done. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I've been there when it's like, ah, <laughs> you know?
1: yes. Uh, yes. But
0: don't give up. Don't give up.
1: No, don't give up. Stand, ask, seek, and knock. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, remember that sometimes he stops the winds and the waves And sometimes he lets the fire rage, but stands with you in it. So, you know, your journey, we're not sure what it is, but either way, it doesn't take away from, um, the authority and the power that he's given you and, and the, um, just the walking beside you side of things from him and for other believers, you know? Mm So, um, Sarah, you want to close us out in prayer? Yeah, I would love to. Okay. Okay. Dearly father, we just come before you right now,
0: praying bold prayers. I pray against all spiritual warfare for whoever is listening to this podcast for myself, for Brittany, for um, our families, Lord, I just pray against those things. They have no authority in Jesus name at all. We proclaim your truth in your life over each person who is listening to this. Um, I pray for them to feel your peace that, that, overwhelming sense of peace that Brittany experienced yesterday, when she cried Mm -hmm. out to you after that dream. I pray that each person listening will be able, will experience that right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for a sense of clarity. I pray for a sense of peace. I pray for some wisdom. I pray for strength to fight these battles. Lord, I pray that you will penetrate each heart with your truth and your love, your comfort. You are our refuge. We could run to you um, in times of trouble and also in times of joy. And I pray that that's exactly what we would do. I pray that each person who is listening will be bold in their prayers. And we just ask this all in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
1: over you God's word Ephesians 1:17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better